Welcome to episode 22 of the one-on-one podcast. I'm your host, Derek. Uh, I'm here with my co-host back back again, Rodney. Say what's up to the people. Yeah. What's good? You know, the number one co-host. Sorry, John. You're number two. Um, <laughs> you know, there's no shame in being second to me. So it is what it is. <laughs> yeah, shout out to uh, Fat John. You didn't listen to that show. One of one of the better shows. All the shows are the better shows, but definitely good to have Fat John. And as the season progresses, as we get into what some people will call the real season, um, I'll definitely reach out and get some people back on from last season, get some new people back on. I'm last, yeah, last uh last year that I had on the podcast to get some some new people back on. Um, but uh yeah, we're here now. We're about at the 50. 45 50 game mark basically the halfway point of the season um the super bowl is coming up which means after that it's the all-star game and after that most people would call the real nba season so i guess we have to jump into the the topic the hot topic at hand right now which is as of right now wednesday uh the third the second the third February is, 3rd. Well, actually, now today is yeah, I'm about to say, Thursday. Thursday, the third. Yeah, the Thursday, the third. I think it's after midnight. Yeah. Um, the All Star starters have been announced. The reserves come out tonight, and the All Star starters are already announced. And of course, the hot topic is the one guy who does not fit. One of these guys does not belong, and that person will be Andrew Wiggins. And I'm interested to hear your takes on it, Rodney. Your take on it, Rodney, because personally, I think. I, I mean, I've aired my grievances out on Twitter, you know what I'm saying? I, you know, we might be in alliance on this, we might not, but I'm interested to hear what you have to say about the All-Star starters. If you don't know, just for, like, I assume if you're listening to this, you probably know, but Andrew Wiggins has been voted as an All-Star starter in the front court. Very important distinction because some of y'all want to vote other people over him, and that's not how the rules work. But Andrew Wiggins um, has been voted as an All-Star starter in the front court for the Western Conference. And, yeah, people aren't, like, some people have disagreements with that yeah i mean i think that's you made the biggest point in terms of just like the distinction of the rules i mean one of the biggest rules just the fan vote getting 50 percent of the vote i mean they you know the warriors had the you know k-pop guy or whatever you know kind of campaign for for wiggins uh so you know he was getting a lot of voters uh i mean the guy had has like nine ten million followers on twitter or something like that some some k-pop band member um so that was probably one of the biggest things. And then also, like you said, the front court distinction is probably the biggest because the first thing I thought of, my initial reaction was, wow, Andrew Wiggins. But I think once you get to, okay, who are we taking ahead instead of Wiggins, when you have Anthony Davis hurt majority, Paul George hurt the majority, Kawhi hasn't played a game, uh, you know, Luca's considered a guard, Devin Booker's a guard, Chris Paul's a guard. Uh, now we're getting into, you know, Rudy Gobert territory, uh, Carlton Towns territory, Brendan Ingram territory. Now, all of a sudden, Wiggins, you know, doesn't isn't that far off, especially when you're looking at his numbers. He's, you know, shooting 42% from three, almost 50% from the field, playing both ways. And he's on a team that's, uh, you know, top two in the conference. And he, you know, could you could argue is the second or third most important player on the team. Um, especially once Draymond went out as well. So, because honestly, if Draymond had never gotten hurt, granted his stats were bad, but if we're just going off of just like who's impacting and stuff, I mean, the all-star stuff is a lot of, like, do I want to see Draymond in an all-star game? No. I got to take for that, but I'm going to let you continue. (laughs) 
Yeah, I'm just saying, like, you know, if, if, if somebody wants to tell me Draymond's more important or better than Wiggins, and so you take Draymond in that spot instead of Wiggins, Not if he was healthy, that. then I yeah. can see it. But he's he, he got hurt, too. So, honestly, Wiggins was kind of the last man standing outside of him and Carlton Towns in terms of just guys who played 80, 90% of the games. Um, so... I don't know. I feel like the bigger gripe isn't necessarily with the result. It's just with the how we got here in terms of the rules and stuff like that. But, you know, at the end of the day, it's a fan thing. It's a global fan thing at that. Uh, you know, now that he's on the Warriors with Steph, you know, it makes it just that much more appealing to the casual fan who may not even live in this country and just kind of only goes off of name recognition and goes off of teams and is not watching, you know, the Warriors on a Tuesday night against uh, more importantly, not watching the Pelicans and yeah, the, the uh, exactly Wolves. Like yeah, exactly. They're watching the playoffs and maybe a Christmas Day game or so. So you know, and and the All Star game, I guess. So I don't know. I I at first I admit that I definitely was caught off guard, but on, it took about three minutes of actually sitting down and thinking about the situation, and you know, it, it made sense now. I will. The last thing I'll say is, I think the I think the only issue people probably have is just the fact that the distinction of starter makes it sound like Wiggins is like you know one of the ten best players in the league right now because there's only ten starters. But again, it's just a lot of circumstance. Like if the NBA kind of got rid of the positions thing altogether, which they sort of did because now it's not center; it's just backcourt, frontcourt. But honestly, you could argue that Luca in some respects, as a front court player. You could argue that Devin Booker's a wing. Maybe he should be a, a front. But, like, like the whole front court, back court thing is kind of outdated a little bit. So I feel like that might be the one change I like to see is just just give me five players. Just give me a lineup that makes at least a little sense, I suppose. Yeah, but maybe like, do the two two and two in a wild card. Yeah, like something like that. Like something to where there's just, like, more flexibility. Because, I mean, we're looking at – we're just in a, in a, in a world – of basketball where Position positions less. are just less and less meaningful if they even are a thing anymore. Uh, so, you know, I mean, we're talking about Luca is what, six, seven, six, eight, 230, 240 pounds. And he's listed as a guard. You know what I mean? But like in reality, like he could definitely be both. LeBron you know, made though- a first team. Sorry to cut you off. I think he made an all NBA team at, on the Lakers as a guard, but now I think he got voted in the front court or maybe he made an all-star game in the front court. Or something, but I feel like in one of these award things, he's voted and he's he made it in the front court just to prove your point of people, you know, like what is he? Is he a you know? We literally call him a point forward, point forward. Excuse me. So, yeah, no, I mean exactly. So it's just that's just my biggest thing. It's just like let's let's just get rid of the front court, back court thing, especially for an exhibition game. Like for all NBA, I can I can see more merit to that in terms of a little more organization. Uh, but for an exhibition game, like, bro, let's, we, we just want to see the best people play. And if, if anything else, I would much rather see Devin Booker. And I think Devin Booker, I mean, he'll get in. But I think he's more deserving than Andrew Wiggins, regardless of position. But with how the rules are set up, it, you know, it is what it is. All right. Uh, I'm coming in hot when I'm on Wiggins Island. He should be an all-star starter. For the simple reason of everything that you just said, like, number one, like, if you're just going by the rules, 
Those are the rules. Like, of course, Devin Booker has a case, and I, I'm completely with you that he's more deserving of it. Um, and if you're Devin Booker, I get it. You wake up and you look out your window and you're like, this guy's an all-star starter over me. But, like, you can't even really be mad at Wiggins because it's not even like he's more popular or more people voted on him. And you never had a chance to begin with because you're not a forward. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're not – he's not – you're not fighting him for the position, um, which goes to your point. For me personally, when I when I heard it, um, I wasn't, like – I was a little bit shocked because it was Andrew Wiggins, but after like literally a minute, I was like, I don't know who you put over him because I literally looked up how many games Paul George played. That was the first person I thought of. He played 26 games as of two weeks ago, whenever they voted for this or a week and a half ago. And I think Andrew played 45. So like, if you can't play 50% of the games and get in, unless you're, you know, like he was putting up Paul George was putting up 30 and eight or something crazy like that. So he's already out. Kawhi, like you said, hasn't played and Brandon, I mean, um, and uh, Kawhi hasn't played, excuse me. And, um, uh, Anthony Davis hasn't played, um, or he hasn't played enough games as well. To me personally, there are three people that have a gripe with Andrew Wiggins being a starter over them. And it would be Carl Anthony Towns, Brandon Ingram and Rudy Gobert. Um, and I saw a tweet when somebody said like, who should start over Andrew Wiggins? And I think Carl Anthony Towns, Brandon Ingram, Rudy Gobert, and Draymond Green were under him. And somebody said all four people under him. And I was like, that's so crazy because, first of all, let's just get to the, to the elephant in the room. Centers are, like, disenfranchised in these type of games, and nobody wants to see Rudy Gobert, period. He's not, like, prime Shaq or, you know, I know this guy wasn't a center, but, like, prime Chris Webber or Akeem Olajuwon or anybody. Like, nobody wants to see that. So, like... We weren't voting. for It's a fan thing, too. Like, nobody's voting for Rudy Gobert. And these aren't my personal opinions, although I'm not also not voting for Rudy Gobert. This is just kind of what it is. Like, we've seen this time and time again. Brandon Ingram and Kat, to me, don't really have an argument because we do this thing in the All-Star game where every once in a while we'll say, like, it's a, we'll, we always say it's an individual award. But then when somebody team, when the team is winning, we try to say, well, how come the Suns don't have a all-star they're we like they're the best team in the in the west like aren't we rewarding winning and it's like yes we are but like you told me this an individual award but when somebody's losing a la like somebody like um shay who i've been saying should at least get some all-star consideration um since chris paul was there in okc we say, yo, he's not winning enough. Like nobody's nobody in their right mind is gonna give him any all-star consideration. And I know that, even though I'm saying, like, yo, he's you know, he's one of the better young guards in this league, but nobody cares because they they won like 15 games out of two days ago or something. And the first thing people say is, Well, he's losing too much. But you also told me it's an individual award. So what is it? So like I don't like we move the goalpost a lot with this, and it's it's always been weird to me. And in the case of Brandon Ingram, I would venture to believe that all the people who were banging the Brandon Ingram drum have not watched one Pelicans game. I was I was more shocked to realize at the time uh, that Brandon Ingram and the Pelicans were a game and a half out of the 10th seed. Uh, I mean, that ain't West. saying much, but Right, but that's my point. Like, no one would know that, and he's only putting up – I think I think when I looked up his numbers, it was 22 and 6 or something, which is not bad. I'm not saying that's bad, but, like – that's four more points to Andrew Wiggins. I don't have Andrew Wiggins' stats right in front of me. I have my phone. I could look it up, but I'm not. But, like, it wasn't – it's not like – when I looked it up, it wasn't like this grave discrepancy. And if you're going to reward winning, then, like, 
is 18 and whatever Andrew Wiggins is shooting 40 percent from the 40 plus percent from the field all this stuff is that better if it's contributing to winning than like Brandon Ingram on a losing team probably you know what I'm saying and I know it's an individual award but like we do this thing where we say we want like I remember one year they were trying to get Dream. I mean um J.R. Smith in the all-star game which I'm not mad at it but they were just like you know the Knicks are winning I think it was 2013 like how come he can't be an all-star reserve and you know people are like he can be. He probably should have been that year. But also, like, I can't remember. I'm not going to say he probably should have been. That was 2013. But also, like, the whole case they were trying to make for him was because they were winning. And it was just like, but it's an individual award. And not that he didn't have the individual stats to merit that, but it's just this weird thing. And then in the case of Cat, I just look at it like both of those guys are on losing teams. And I would say a lot of people just think Cat has, you know, good numbers. But, like, a lot of people around the NBA probably think Cat put puts up empty stats uh, and doesn't win. In his career, and I'm not saying this – again, this is my belief, or I'm not saying that this is uh, the truth, but his career kind of mimics, mirrors that, you know. And it's not all his fault. I mean, nobody really wins in Minnesota. But, like, he's been to the playoffs one time. And since Jimmy Butler left, like, they ain't really been back since. And you can't be on a losing team and not putting up gaudy numbers in a small market. I think you're going to get more votes than somebody on a winning team in a big market that's putting up pretty similar numbers to you. Unless you're like LeBron James or Kobe Bryant. You know what I'm saying? Like if prime Kobe Bryant was in New Orleans and they were, they could have won 10 games. He was going to get, he's going to like, you're not beating that. You know what I'm saying? Like all-star game is also about like pedigree. And once you have that pedigree, like you're kind of always voted in, but like in this case, none of those guys have it. And everybody who does have it is hurt. So, you know, I'm not I'm not really mad at that. Like, it's a lot of factors that people aren't considering. So, like, I can't be mad at Andrew Wiggins because he showed up to work. Like, that's what I said. And he's putting in the work. And you step a step, if you take it a step further, the Draymond thing is very funny to me because I've always said that Draymond Green is an all-star, not an all-star starter, but an all-star. And literally two, three years ago, people told me, like, especially, I'll say, like, yeah, like two years ago when they were like losing, like bad, everybody was hurt. Everybody was like, oh, Draymond, like he's always just been this elite role player, but he's never really been an all-star starter. Look at him. He averages seven points a game, you know, all this other stuff. And I'm just like, bro, he does a lot of the little things correctly. Now, the little things don't really matter. Or people don't pay attention to them when, they lo- when they're losing. But like, I'm, I'm like, outside of that one year, 2016, when the Warriors won 73 games, he's always been a pretty below average shooter. Um, but he's always one of the best, if not the best defender on the floor. And he does all the little things that matter. And people told me that didn't matter to make him an all-star. So now I'm looking at Wiggins and, he, and that Draymond didn't have the numbers. He's not an all-star. Now I'm looking at Wiggins, who, yes, I do understand is only an all-star starter out of like um, circumstance. But I'm looking at Wiggins, who has Draymond's literally only averaging seven, eight, nine points a game this year. Wiggins is averaging 10 more points playing both ways like you said having a career year outside of like maybe he probably put up better air quote numbers in minnesota like i know he averaged 20 points a game i believe a few times but um he's playing the best basketball of his career and he's doing all the little things that matter and now people are telling me that draymond should be over him because draymond does all the little things and i'm like wait just two years ago you told me draymond wasn't an all-star and those little things didn't matter and now you're telling me they do matter and if they do matter Wiggins is doing him this year and he has better like counting stats and I'm not that doesn't make him better but he has better counting stats 
So, like, where's your argument with the Draymond thing? Like, it's it's just, it's very weird. And, yeah, like, I just think I'm with you. Like, the whole all-star voting system, I want to say it needs, like, to be overhauled. But I can't even say that because, like you said, it's for the fans. And because it's for the fans, it's whoever the fans want to see. But I'm just kind of tired of every year people crying and complaining about who doesn't go, who's a starter. When at the end of the day, we kind of get it right 90% of the times. But yes, there are some grave misses. But a lot of times the misses are because, one, because fans, the people who are voting for the All-Star game in droves are, like you said, probably super casuals. Like, have you ever voted for the All-Star game? Nah, never, never. I think I voted for myself once in Kobe Bryant. So, like, <laughs> I don't know, like, who's voting. And I don't know if we need voter ID for this because I once saw I saw a tweet this year that was trying to vote for Russell Westbrook. And I'll tell you this straight to your face. Like, <laughs> there's one all-star in L.A. between both of the teams. Um, but, you know, we see it every year when people like Dame get snubbed year after year because they play in a small market in Portland. And he was winning. You know what I'm saying? When he was doing it and people just didn't catch on yet. Casuals or the mass K-pop fans. I'm not trying to blame K-pop, K-pop fans or even call people casuals, but like the mass people who are little kids, whoever are voting for it, probably didn't catch on to Portland, but they were winning until, you know, late in the playoffs. And they're like, oh, why wasn't this guy in an all-star game? It's like, because y'all didn't vote for him. We saw it this year with Ja. Like, Ja really could have probably been there last year. You know what I'm saying? But like, he finally got in. And, you know, I think you have to put in that work. And it's a lot of stuff that goes on the All-Star game. I also think people treat the All-Star game. And I, I probably have done this before in my life as a little kid. They, you know, it's like it's a legacy thing. And you just vote people in because of their names. I, even though I said I never voted. But, like, people vote people in because of names. And we treat it like, like that. Like, even when people retire, we're like 17-time All-Star. When really, like, all NBA is the thing that matters. All-Star game is just uh, – the All-Star game is just a popularity contest. But people just, it's just hard to watch a game that's supposedly for the f- best players uh, in the season in the league that year and not have typical names that you like know. Like, if I'm having a better 45 games, which the All Star game is supposed to be the best people from that season, that first half of the season, then, you know, Dwayne Wade, but I'm playing in like Charlotte, people are going to vote Dwayne Wade in because he's Dwayne Wade. You know what I mean? Like, if, if you're averaging, if I'm averaging 18 and, and eight in New York and we're winning and I have a name and you're averaging, you know, 20 and 10 in Charlotte and y'all are losing, people are going to vote me in because I play in New York. I have a built-in fan base. You know what I'm saying? There's 8 million people in New York and let's say 25% of them are diehard Knicks fans that care about the NBA. It might not be t- 2 million people in the whole Charlotte metropolitan area. You know what I'm saying? So it's, it's a lot. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, though, it's, it's an exhibition game. So, you know, I feel like ultimately as well, even if regardless of who's a starter and who's not, especially when there's like, for example, you know, KD's got a spot. He's going to be out. LeBron's got a spot. He's going to be out. I imagine there will at least be one other spot. I forgot somewhere. about LeBron. Yeah, so yeah, like, everyone's like, exactly. So there's going to be, you know, uh, a reserve or something. Everyone who's going to get in should get in. I do think the one snub that I have is actually in the Eastern Conference. I thought Trey, uh, Zach should have been over Trey. But once again, Trey, Trey plays. He's a star in Atlanta. Atlanta's big market. He actually has an all-star. He, he definitely has the numbers. He has, you know, the all-star type of game as far as like being flashy and being great. You know, he has that, like, he carries himself, you know, as, like, 
he's just one of the 10 best players in the league. And also Atlanta just, and this is just a side note, they do this thing every year. Not that this should make them him an all-star starter, but they do this thing every year where they start off the first half of the season slow and then they get hot. And I feel like they're doing that right now. I think as of a couple of days ago, they were on like a couple game win streak. I yeah, they're on like a six or seven game win streak. I think the key to their team is they need Hunter. DeAndre Hunter. They need yeah. DeAndre Hunter. Yeah, like they need some size. When it's Hunter next to Don Collins and then a, a real center, they, that, that hides Trey Young on defense way more. Right. But, I mean, I still think Zach Levine should have been over him, especially if we're going to go with the award-winning type of narrative. But No, for sure. But but my thing is just like, who cares who the starter or not? They'll both be all-stars. So it's just like, eh. Right. Um, who do you think? I think there's going to be a snub in the in the Eastern Conference. I think the West, the next seven. I always, for some reason, thought it was like – I thought they upped it to 15 people, but I think that was just from people crying and, like, on Twitter thing that they wanted to do. But I, was, I guess they never did it, but – uh, obviously, there's seven more spots. I think the East, I mean, the West is pretty straightforward, but I think the East is going to have uh, like a snub, especially in the, like one of the guards. You think? Yeah, I don't, I mean, I can, I mean, I can, I can I have to get a full list, but again, I think, I think everyone will get in, especially because, because again, there's an extra reserve spot now that KD's out. That is, that is true. I was thinking about it and I was just like, uh, also, I was like reading online. I, I had the people in front of me. I can try to look through the standings, but I mean, you have to think that Garland is going to make it, right? Uh, maybe. Okay, so let's just put people on the table. Like Jimmy. Uh, just naming names that typically make it, right? I mean, Tatum will make it now, Tatum. especially now the subs are doing better. Uh, Jalen Brown's a maybe. Um, I'm trying Jimmy to think. Butler. Jimmy Butler will probably make it. Let's uh, give Garland. I'll, I'll say Garland might make yeah, it. Yeah, I'll, I'll give Garland. I'll give it to Garland. He, he should probably make it. Uh, Sabonis made it last year. He might make it. Sabonis. Does Bam make it? Nah, he's been hurt. He was hurt too much, Okay, so does Levine – is Levine taking KD's spot? Yeah, I could see Levine taking KD's spot. Okay, let's I mean, there's – because okay, there's hard. seven spots. There's seven right. spots, now eight, since KD's going to be out. So let's let's say Harden is a starter. So now we have five. So if, if Levine's I mean taking I'm excuse me, Levine's taking KD spot, whoever I said, and Harden now we have to we have Harden, so that's six. So then we have like I think Tatum I think Tatum will definitely make it. Yeah, you said I was like we have Tatum. Assuming that yeah. Levine takes Durant. Yeah, let's just say that right now. Just so I can so we have Tatum, Harden. Yeah. Sabonis, Jimmy, Garland, Garland. That's five. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't know. Harden's been hurt a decent amount too. I don't know if he for sure name maybe name recognition. You know what I'm saying? I feel like he got yeah. a lot of media votes. You said uh, Jalen. That's six. That's a maybe. Okay, I can see him, that's a maybe. We still we haven't brought up Bill. We don't have. He's not up. making it. We don't have to bring up Bill. That's so funny. he's not They're, making it. No, he has no shot. No. <laughs> oh, see, not I only mean, has the team not been doing good, he hasn't been doing good. His no, absolutely not. Okay. There, that's not even worth bringing up. Sorry. I mean, he's fan. he's 23, 4, and 6. I'm just saying the people I mean, yeah, on shitty shooting and no defense on that's a sub 500 team. Like, no. So so now all. we're I'm no, I'm not disagreeing with you. I just want to make that clear. I don't want anybody out there to think I'm just bringing up debate, right? So now we're going back into my original point where it's like, okay, now winning matters. You know what I'm saying? Like 
because well, fans were voting for like Lamelo, and like now the Hornets are obviously doing better than than the Pel- I mean the Pelicans and the Wizards. I'm just saying like they're not necessarily world beaters either. You know, although they're doing quite all right for themselves as you know, as you know as projected for what's this Lamelo's third year, second fourth, second year. Um. Yeah, third, second year. Yeah, second. I always ah, uh, let me see. Second, yeah, yeah, yeah it's so, last year. So I'm just saying, like you know, then we got to bring up Chris Middleton, and I'm just naming the names that are people who that like we would think to be there. Then you have uh, like, do two Cavs get in? Like I heard rumblings that uh, uh, Jared Allen could get in. You know, uh, I mean, nothing is possible. I mean. Also, I, I, could, in Cleveland. I, mean, I could see. I don't. I don't see two Cavs getting in. That, that I, seems. I mean, it's it's assistant coaches voting for this, so you know. Yeah, if I mean, we're, if we're rewarding winning, the Cavs are way better than anybody. You know, this is this is just my point. Like sometimes we're like, oh, and I'm not saying Bradley Bill should or shouldn't be there. It's like, oh, well, they're losing these sub, and his his actual subpar shooting does. I mean, matter, for, I'm gonna say forget what the Wizards' record is. He just hasn't been good this year. Period. 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 But I feel what you're saying, but. I feel like the Brad Beals, like he just hasn't been good, and then and then because he hasn't been good, it's made the Wizards not as good. Uh, I'd rather have somebody like Drew Holiday in there. Well, you know, it's just I think I just think that one is a little bit more. Like I think the West Seven is pretty clear, um, or more clear, but I think yeah, the East I mean, just has more. The, more the West players. have way more injuries too. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So it just kind of makes it. We can see that's why Andrew Wiggins is you know in the starter. Yeah. Um, so I mean. That's my take on the all-star game. I mean, I don't yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm usually not mad at it. I I'm I'm a I'm a fan, I'm a watch, whatever. It's cool to me. Like it doesn't like I said, like I'm not a little kid anymore, so I don't look at it like, oh my god, he's an all-star. Like he must be, you know, one of this. I like I completely understand that it's a popularity contest and it's cool. It's definitely some people that should make it and that are like perennial all-stars, but in general, like all NBA, and it shouldn't be used as a merit to like up or belittle or uplift somebody's career, you know, overall achievements. Um, but it is, you know, it is. And, you know, um, but speaking of, I, I, I'm glad you brought up like Drew Holiday and you didn't bring up the Bucks specifically, but uh, he's on the Bucks. Like, how do you feel about them going into like this part of the season? Uh, just in general, I mean, I've, I would still pick them to win the East if I had to make a pick right now. I just think that they look bored uh, pretty much. Uh, just in terms of, you know, the past, what, prior to last year, uh, you know, there have been what, at least two or three regular seasons. Well, I guess you could include last year's regular season, so probably three regular seasons where they were pretty much trying very hard every single night. And, you know, they were hungry and they're, you know, trying to get over the hump. Uh, they had, you know, championship goals and a lot of people, you know, a lot of pressure and, and et cetera, et cetera. You know, they're fighting for Giannis to stay. Giannis has a chip on his shoulder. He's got something to prove. Uh, and now I feel like once you accomplish all that and then you start back over and now you're in the regular season again, it just doesn't really hit the same. I mean, you even had Trey Young earlier this year talking about the regular season is boring. Granted, yeah. they, they ain't even want to think anything. Yeah. And so, both. you know, yeah. and, and, and and they damn sure not even good enough to be thinking that way. So now you have a team with the best player in the same team running it back, essentially, except, you know, maybe a Grayson Allen addition. 
and Brooke Lopez has been out, but it's essentially the same team, definitely the same core. Uh, they just look like they're just ready for the playoffs. This is what it looks like to me. You know, it's like looking at it from a gambling perspective. You know, they'll they'll be favored by say eight points, and it seems like they should win by that those eight points. And then you actually watch the game, and you're just like, oh, they don't care about blowing teams out. Like they're just trying to win by doing the bare minimum, and so they don't really cover the the points often. Uh, they've you know last year they were they were a great team to bet on. This year, not so much. Uh, because they just don't have that same drive to don't like, have that hunger. Yeah, that exactly. In the regular season, season. exactly, and that's, and that's all it is to me. I do wonder um, if the Brook Lopez thing, like how that will be. I, I often like it's very hard to repeat, and you see it a lot of times. So I'm all, I often wonder, like, can they turn it on and off like that? Like, I'm not not a lot of teams can do that. And the only team I can think of off the top of my head that could do that and did that was the Kobe Shaq Lakers. Um. Yeah, well, I don't know. I think Giannis is so good that that that's definitely possible. I mean, and Bobby Porter's been playing really well too. I don't know. I don't think I don't think Brooke Lopez is is the missing piece or like like they're doomed without Brooke Lopez. I do think that they could use like a backup center or just like some additional size. I don't. I think definitely couldn't hurt. Um, they are they are pretty guard heavy um, with Lopez uh, out, and maybe he maybe he comes back. You know, they haven't said anything, but they haven't ruled him out for the whole year either. So, yeah, um, I don't know. I, I mean, like he only he's only played like one game, right? Yeah, he literally um, played one game. Yeah, opening night, and they, I mean, everybody, I guess not everybody looks good opening night, but you know, they murder people. It's just, I mean, that's how they kind of meet Atlanta. You know, they just kind of bullied them <laughs> in the post and all that. Brooke Lopez, I, I, you know, I just, I guess what my big point is like, I look at them and like they're cruising. And you have to assume that they'll get it together for the playoffs. But I look around the East, and uh, James Harden has four points tonight and a loss to to the Kings. Like obviously he's coming back off injury, which is even more reason why I'm looking at them. The Nets kind of funny because Kyrie's playing fifty percent of the night, fifty percent of the time, and Kevin Durant is injured. And then the Heat are built for the playoffs, but like. You know they're they're definitely not a team I want to see in the playoffs with 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 their like top three or four, but they're not like they're they're not in it each and every night. Like they have some nights where I don't want to say they take off, but you know. And then I come to Philadelphia and I'm like, you haven't been playing at MVP level, and you don't know how long this is going to last. And you have Tyree Max Tyrese Maxey uh, playing great basketball. Like you have a Seth Curry and you have all these pieces. I think as of like Tuesday, they were a game and a half out of the first spot in the in in the in the Eastern Conference. And I just look at all these other teams and I'm like, if you think that the Bucks have any sign of weakness, the Nets are hurt. And then like the Bulls, which have been a great story, and the Heat, they can't be the reason that you don't win a championship. I'm wondering, like, do you go all – and then this Bradley Bill news breaks literally today or, like, late last night. I'm wondering if you're Daryl Morey, like, are you are you working the phones a little bit more, a little bit harder to get this trade done to see if you can, like, swing it for Bill or swing it for a star? Because, like, the East is kind of wide open if you, you know, if you feel that way, if, if Embiid, if you think Embiid, you know, is playing, you don't have to think he's playing. He is playing at MVP caliber level. And, you know, Jimmy Butler can't be the reason that you're not going for a title, nor can DeMar DeRozan. 
the Nets aren't healthy half the time. And once again, you don't know like the championship hangover. Like maybe you catch the Bucks in a good year. Like this is your best, might be your best time to go for it all. Yeah, I could definitely see that. I mean, I think my biggest thing is you can't just make a trade just for the sake of making a trade, especially when the team is playing well and your star player seems to be content with the current roster in terms of just not complaining or not, you know, like I think they're happier that Ben Simmons isn't there more than they are upset that there isn't a replacement, if that makes sense. Uh, But I do think that your overall point of like the, you know, this window, you don't know how long these windows are. So you do need to definitely do your due diligence. But again, I don't think that they're like most of the trades that people are talking about, like, like, you know, that's like there was a Jeremy report of Grant. You know, the, the Jeremy Grant and Sadiq. Like, what the fuck kind of like, why the <laughs> hell, like, what the hell is Jeremy Grant and Sadiq Bay about to do in the well, Eastern Conference Finals? Like, let's, will, like, let's I, please stop. I will say like, to, to your point, I'm gonna let you, I'm gonna let you like go uninterrupted, but I would say just two quickly, two quickly caveats to that point. That Jeremy Grant stuff, I haven't seen it resurface again, but I feel like that was like way early in the season when, you know, they were just, it was just kind of like, we have to get this guy out of here for, not for anything, but like, hey, this is on the table. Um, And to your second point, you can't like, I'm not saying trade him for just him being Ben Simmons in this scenario, if you don't know who we're talking about. I'm not saying trade him for just anybody, you know, just trade him for me or you. Uh, but I'm, you know, if, if the deal doesn't work, you have to, you have to build this team long-term. You have to hope that it be, you know, if the deal doesn't work, you have more, t- if you can't get them traded by this deadline, then you might have more leverage in the off season to get a deal done, all that. And you come back next year. So like, once again, not trading, not saying trading for a bag of peanuts, even though, you know, the city of Philadelphia will tell you anybody, literally anybody that averages one point is doing more for the Sixers than Ben Simmons, technically speaking, would be doing this year. But what I am saying is like, and I don't know because obviously I'm not in the Sixers front office, but like I don't know Daryl. Everybody's probably coming to him because they know you know Ben Simmons. You know, they everybody knows the situation. I'm wondering now if you're like, I don't want to say pressure, but like, is 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 it mounting in anybody's head? Like, yo, hold up, like we thought this season was going to kind of be a wash, be kind of fun. Like coming into the season, you had them in the playing game. I think when we did the the top 10, I don't remember you even having, I remember I asked you where the Sixers were at and you were like, oh shit, I don't know. And I remember I had them, like I said, if Joel Embiid was healthy and at an MVP level, they can be a top six team, like five, four, five, six. And I said, my only thing is, I don't think he'll be like that healthy. I don't, I'm not saying I don't think, but you know, he has a track record of not being that healthy. He'll be a one man, more of a one man show this year. They might be more in that seven. They could be fighting for a playing seed. And I completely stand by that because that just that's logic, right? We don't know Joel Embiid is not right. Mr. Yeah, Healthy. I will say Ty- Tyrese Maxey's definitely been a lot better than I expected. I feel right. like he filled right. he still a lot of the void for sure. The only thing I'll say, uh, just in terms of the trade stuff, is is with this Bradley Bill situation and just the Nets or not sorry the Wizards. Uh, I do think that you you definitely make some calls into Washington, right? That, and, so and that's and, that's where I was getting that like a. a like what I was saying, I stood by, I stand by our points at the beginning of the season, but like and B now you look around and like he's having that MVP season. So he, they're better than, and the, and the East is weak. So it's not like he's having the MVP season. I'm like, well, they're probably still going to be four because the Nets are going to be good. Well, Kyrie doesn't want to get a vaccine and James Harden doesn't like living in Brooklyn. Brooke Lopez is not healthy and the Bucks look like they're sleepwalking half the time. 
Once again, Jimmy Butler and DeMar DeRozan cannot be the reasons you don't go for it all. You're a game out of first place or two games at max. You know, like you might, you know, call into Washington. Washington is now tanking. Like they, not tanking, um, but they're like, they are not tanking to lose, but their season is, is tanking, even though they won tonight uh, right. against the Sixers. Um, they're going, they start off hot and now they're going in the wrong direction. Generally, overall, they may have won like the last two games. I don't know, but like they've definitely fallen off a cliff since they were at one point, number one in the, in the, in the East. I right. feel like you just got to make that call. You, you know, you gotta, I would be a little bit more proactive. Yeah. Well, I don't want to judge. Yeah. We don't know. Yeah. yeah we can't. Yeah. Activities. yeah. So I don't, don't want to say he's not being proactive, but I do think if there was ever a time to make a trade, uh, now it's the time if you're going to make it with Beal. Because I do think that the Wizards are looking at it. They don't know. Like, if I'm the Wizards, do I want to pay Bradley Beal 200 something million no. dollar max? No. no. After I that, mean, after that uh, um, Clippers game, there's no way in the world <laughs> anybody could be like, yo, this is the max guy. A max right. number one option. Now, you got him as a number two. I still have some like Bradley Beal, like playoff woes that, you know, he has. But if he's a number two, to Joel Embiid, like that definitely, especially this year, that definitely puts you in the title contention. And, and, and you're keeping all your key pieces. Like maybe you have to throw in Danny Green. I, I don't know, but like you're keeping Maxi and Seth mainly, Matisse, you know, even Corkmoss. Like you're keeping all those pieces. Like, bro, that's that's what I'm saying. So I don't know. I feel like I feel like I'll, I'll say this: that Maury has until next this upcoming offseason to do something because if there's a situation where for whatever reason Ben Simmons is still on this roster headed into next year regardless of what happens then that's an utter failure for sure so that's my thing is the timeline's weird because I mean he walked into the situation where the whole organization was tanking his trade value so he kind of didn't have a choice but to not trade him to me unless you're trading him for you know, Jeremy Grant and Sadiq Bay, you know, and I and I and I do think Ben Simmons is better than that. So again, to your point, now's the time if they're gonna make a trade and make something happen and get super aggressive. I think the, the I think the Wizards with Beal is the best option to go for for right now. But there's also a situation where he could get hardened in the offseason. Uh I get I think there's another question to be had on if you have Harden, like how good is Harden? Like is Harden the same guy he was in Houston? Like is Harden going to, you know, I think there's, there's some, some slight questions on that. Um, if you get, if you wait to the off season and you get Harden and let's say Harden is the same guy, and let's say you don't get Bill. Let's just take Bill off the table right now. And you wait to the off season and get Harden, um, which which makes the most sense because if you don't get Bill, I don't know who you're trading him necessarily for. Like Damian Lillard is not playing basketball, and he, like I don't know if you're trading him for uh, Fox, De'Aaron Fox. So I feel like from a strict roster standpoint, you you you've won if you're Daryl Moore. You definitely you flipped a zero into James Harden. My thing is, if I'm a fan, if I'm somebody, and like let's say the Bulls come out of the East this year. I'm going to be looking at, like, Daryl, like, and I understand the situation, so I don't even want to say I'm going to be looking sideways, but the whole situation is going to be weird because I'm going to be like, bro, if we had Bill, if we went after Bill or we had James Harden this year, we could have definitely beat the Bulls to come out of the East, right? 
Then I mean, if you get sure, it, but I mean, I mean, Harden this year isn't an option. There's zero percent chance right. of Nets recruiting him. This I'm, year. I'm, but I'm just saying, like, if next year you get Harden and then you get him right, and then you don't come out the like, it never, like, the Harden and Bead situation. Even if it is like good, it never mounts in a championship. It's just kind of like, damn, did you really win in the long and like in what you're supposed to be winning in sports, which is winning a championship? You know what I'm saying? Like, but I mean, that, I can't blame Daryl Morey for those circumstances. That is that is very true, especially in the situation that this is so especially in the sense that I, I get what you're saying. You can't blame him because Ben is not playing. He's not even making himself a commodity. So it's not like he's just like, no, I'm not trading the 16 point per game guy who doesn't want to be here, who doesn't fit for or does fit whatever for James Harden. If you think he's a better or not player, you you really can't like this situation. He has no leverage because people forget or people don't act like. Daryl Morey didn't walk into the situation. If Daryl Morey had been the GM for the past three or four years, then that's a totally different circumstance to me. But he took over this job with this crisis, right? So and that so that's my thing. Is it's it's also I know like I said a different situation if if he had Ben Simmons for years and he's. Because he was pounding home the drum that Ben Simmons is the guy, and then he wasn't. Right, right, right. So that's that's a totally different situation. Or you know, because this this situation has been deteriorating for a couple of years now. You know, especially once Jimmy left. So there's been other opportunities to trade him. But as far as Daryl Morey being the GM of the Sixers, he to me he hasn't really had any opportunity to trade him. He I don't think that there's been a player that I've heard in the media who he's rejected who I felt like, wow, that was dumb. You know, like who's like you could say probably De'Aaron Fox is the best individual player who I think realistically a team would trade for Ben Simmons because I don't think the Kings would trade Halliburton, who to me is a way better asset. And I think the Kings know that, too. They're starting to wisen up a little bit. Uh, you know, the the t- Kings of five to ten years ago would have already traded Halliburton for Simmons probably. Um, so, yeah, so that, that's just my thing. It's just like I think it's just to me, if I'm a Sixers fan, I, I'm probably Darryl's- bad. I'm, yeah, I'm not I'm like probably mad at Colangelo or uh, right, Elton I'm, I'm, Brand. Or you're right, I'm mad at yeah. Number one public enemy is Elton Brand. You kidding me? I mean, he traded all that shit and then maxed out Tobias Harris. He picked uh, Brett over Brown Jimmy. over Jimmy. Over Jimmy, like to, to me, shit. Elton Brand needs to get thrown under the jail. I'm a Sixers fan, uh, so that's that's and he's still with the team as like a, you know advisor or whatever. So to me, he's the one who messed it up. And Daryl Morey's playing damage control. Um, and I think that also with Daryl Morey, he got a bad rap because they're, you know, the reports are coming out. He's like asking for four first round picks and this and that. And so it definitely made him look like a dickhead and made him look like he wasn't really trying to trade Ben Simmons. Um, so and I and I could see it from that perspective, but like I don't know. You, I mean, that's just that's just negotiation. I say something that you are gonna say no to, you say something that I'm going to say no to, and we try to find something in the middle that we both like, but also wish we could get more of like, that's like negotiation one-on-one. So I, I don't hold that against him that much in terms of the reports. Like, for example, you know, he called up the Spurs and said, you know, we're going to need DeJounte Murray and three first round picks and for Ben Simmons. And I was like, all right, guy, like that's not going to happen. So, you know, I, I definitely feel it, but ultimately if I'm a Sixers fan, I'm one, I'm mad at Ben Simmons for being, for being mentally all over the place and not showing up. That's number one. Two, I'm mad at Owen Brown. Well, Three, I'm, I'm mad at Doc Rivers. I'm not mad at I'm I'm not mad at Ben Simmons 
only I'll hold off on that only because Bro, he's pro he's boycotting the team. He I'm, definitely I'm, is. But if he this is this is the only reason I'll say I'm not mad. Just just to cover my ass, right? If he's really having mental health issues, I don't want to be the guy that's, you know, like calling somebody who's really having a problem, uh calling him out. You know what I'm saying? Now, do does the situation really look like he's having that deep of a mental health issue? Like when I step back and look at it, no. But I'm also not there every day. You know what I'm saying? So I don't want I mean, to be that guy. I wish, I wish I wish he had spoken up about these mental issues way earlier than he did because even if it's true or not, it just doesn't. The way look, it came out, the way you said right. it, it doesn't really it look, sound like you should have like to practice excuse. dribbling on the sideline. This don't really. This is like outlaw behavior. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, he, he looks like you're pouting, bro. Right, but you know he has. You know he he's also had other personal things come up. The thing with his sister. You know what I'm saying? So I don't want to be that guy that pals on. And I don't want to play the soft card or anything. But we also don't know how much everybody can take. Some people can take criticism. Some people can't. Now, in reality, you're going to have to take some fucking criticism if you're going to do anything in life, especially be a basketball player, especially in the city of Philadelphia. Yeah, I don't how, even want to go as far as calling him getting? soft. Don't know. Yeah, I, I don't even want to necessarily call him soft. He just literally just isn't showing up to work. Like, he signed a contract and isn't. And he's not yeah, giving he's any detail up. of like why. Bro, and that's what I'm like, saying. Yeah. So as a fan, I I can only go off the information I have. I can't speculate on the severity of his mental health because he's not even telling us. He, I don't know. Well, I also, like people people who have that. mental health issues also, you know, they say like, hey, if they somebody says they're having it, you have to believe them, whether you want to or not. I'm just saying. But I definitely I I I see your point of view. Um. It don't really, you know what I'm saying? It don't, you know, you can you can read the facts on yourself. Anybody listening and figure you could stand on whatever <laughs> hill you want to stand and, on. And, and also I want to make clear that I'm speaking from a Sixers fan perspective. For me, as a non-biased, I don't care about the Sixers or Simmons. I see his point in terms of them or feeling like he they everyone blames him and and you know they were trying to trade him last year and things. So I like I feel him. So like I, I don't want to I do feel that but against him. But, but as a Sixers fan, I, I would be upset. After 20 games, I would be like, even at that, I would be like, bro, you're not doing anything but taking your own <laughs> stock. Like, you're not going to get out of here if you don't play. And you might, bro, get, he's, you he's, might get a gotten, free You get a free year off of work, but I mean, like, at bro, what he's cost? Gotten, he's gotten, like, $19 million in fines. Yeah, like, I don't, you know what I'm saying? Like, I get, it's like, it's basically like what people do in the NFL. Like, you see it more in the NFL, people boycott training camp or OTAs or whatever and then eventually they show up because it's like yeah well, that's fine that's, yeah I don't I don't want to go to practice either that's fine bro don't but you put cutting real games yeah but I'm saying you don't but even people do it because they want a new contract or they want to get traded or whatever but like if you don't show up at some point you're only hurting yourself and it is a system like a deeper like I don't know what the correct word is but it's a deep, deeper system that only hurts the workers that helps the people up top it's a sociological thing I guess I don't know like this is this is a basketball podcast all right this is not a world Ill, ills podcast but he has he's basically he has not shown up to work and he's only hurting himself and like if you even came to the table to Daryl Morey and said listen I don't want to fucking be here and you don't nobody in this locker room wants me here let me play 20 games, raise my trade value, and ship me the fuck out of here. Yeah, that'd be the smart way to do it. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, but like, it's, it's, and listen, we've all done dumb shit like this, uh, like shoot our nose to spite our face, but like, 
this now you're you're doing it with millions of dollars. I mean, but I guess you know maybe he has the money to do it. I don't have a million dollars. I can't I can't accept that much money in fines. So like somebody like me would have to show up to work. But you know maybe he's fighting a good fight and you know standing up. You know fight the power. I guess. Um, but long story short, like if I'm Daryl Morey, I'm just looking around and I'm saying to me, I'm a Sixers fan. If I'm looking at this from a Sixers fan point of view, I'm saying. Whether we get Harden next year or not, if we don't end up in a championship and we could have traded this guy this year and, like, the Heat come out of the East or something or the Nets come out of the East with KD not playing and we wasted a prime and beat season where we don't know how healthy he's going to be, I'm going to be a little upset at somebody. Yeah, no, I mean, look, it's a definitely an opportunity, so I, I definitely feel that. Um, But nothing short of entertainment of this franchise for honestly the last like what even going back to the tanking like might it might be us the uh us the lakers and the uh sixers might just have been the most two entertaining franchises over the past 10 years is for storylines yeah i could yeah i could definitely see that yeah um so wait so do you i guess to end this do you think when simmons gets traded by the trade deadline Nah, not at all. I think he'll get traded in the offseason. You think Washington trades badly, Bill? Uh, Since smart, that story has just broke. I mean, do they trade him at the trade deadline? Probably not. I don't think anyone of note really gets traded at the trade deadline. Uh, I guess you know I can you know we'll revisit this in a couple of weeks, but as of right now, I don't I don't see it. Um, uh, especially for Bill, I don't I don't see another team besides Philadelphia off the top of my head who wants him I mean unless we're talking like like if the like the Celtics would take Bill if they got to keep Brown and Tatum and they could make them a trio then yeah yeah they would do that but like that's not I mean it wouldn't you know in theory (laughs) that's what I'm saying like if we're just talking about hypothetical shit but I'm talking about that actual trio let's say that trade did happen oh that trio oh that trio oh that would be great look I'm all about accumulating talent you figure it out later that that I mean Beal and Tatum are obviously good friends. Dylan Brown isn't a selfish player. Like you, you can make that. That I could, you can definitely make that work to me. They can't make Jalen and Tatum work right now. Hey, they've been playing good lately. Lately, is being the last five days. I mean, the last like two weeks, like twenty twenty two, almost. Mm-hmm. I'm just I was, saying. I was on the they'll figure it out train uh, since really the bubble and they haven't. So I, you know, and I'm a Lakers fan. So I'm just 28, no, 25. No reason, no reason for me to put any stock on them. They've been a 500 team basically for the last two years. Like I was shocked when I wrote that stat, but I mean, it's kind of true. But I, I'm usually a guy of accumulated talent, but I don't know. They, they need a, 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 a ball moving I mean, point guard, need, and that is yeah, not Bradley Bill. So <laughs> I don't. I mean, know. that's fine. I, I, I look. I would still take Bradley Bill and then figure it out. And if it doesn't work, then I, I still have Bradley Bill. If I get rid of Jalen Brown, Bradley Bill for Jalen Brown. I got. No, I'm saying if they, no, if I'm, it was I, some way where you can keep. Oh no! If I'm the Celtics, hell no! I'm not changing Jalen uh, Brown for Bradley Bill. No, no, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. What no, if you think? No. What if you think the Tatum, the Tatum and uh, uh, Brown thing can't work, and you want to keep Tatum? And that's fine, but I'm getting something better than Bradley Bill. Okay. Just throwing John shit out there since you mentioned them. No, that's fair. I mean, I'm just saying, I, I don't think, especially if you look at age and things like that, I don't, you know. Anyway, the Nuggets could swing for Bradley Bill? 
if Michael Porter Jr. was healthy. That was their trip. That was that was one of the biggest fumbles I I'd seen. Is they should have they should have traded Michael Porter Jr. when his stock was high. I, I and I had been on that drum before he even signed that max. I'd been on that since he started being good. I was like, bro, like this is a man who limped up the limped up the draft stage. Like, he how long do you think he's gonna be good? Do you think his his back is just not? No, like, I don't know. I to me. And I mean, I just am not as big of a fan of him as other people anyway. I mean, he can't dribble. So I don't know. I, I felt like I felt like that window. I mean, we'll see how he looks when he comes back, but uh, I feel like either Harden when Harden was available or Bill now, I felt like Michael Court Jr. would have been a great piece for them to swing. Cause that because they, you know, Bill or Harden, they get a wing with, with a point guard in center, like that would have been something too. Yeah. Um, I definitely agree with that. I mean, they banked on him, and hey, maybe it works out. The back is not something you want to play. I was going to say, hey, the the um the Warriors banked on Steph, although they did get him at a at a yeah, very cheap also, deal like, because his ankles. We're talking about ankles, yeah, and, and also ankles, and yes, in the back. That's what I'm saying. The back is something you want to play with. Um, especially when you're six. I'm talking about guys six, six, eleven, six, six yeah. Yeah, um, and you signed him to a max. They did not sign Steph to a max because of the ankle thing, right? Um, so, yeah, Michael Porter Jr. is getting paid forty mil for one year. Steph's entire contract was like forty four. <laughs> oh man, NBA, you gotta love it. You got to love it. Um, I'm trying to think. I mean, the Sixers. I feel like that's the big story. I too have nowhere that Bradley Bill would go. Uh, maybe the Pacers to sing Sabonis. Uh, we talked about this pre-pod, Sabonis and Brogdon. But I don't know why Bradley Bill would want to go to the Pacers and why the Pacers will make that trade if they don't think Bradley Bill will resign. And I'd be interested to see what Wizards fans think about that, that trade, how they feel about that. Uh, I feel like it wouldn't go over too, too well just because people would just see Sabonis and, and Brogdon and think, like, that's not – return for Bradley Bill, but it kind of low-key might be, especially if you're not really going anywhere right now, you know? Get some pieces yeah. in, build around. Um, so, yeah, that's interesting. I think the last thing I was going to talk about, just on, on player movement, guys, is rumblings that uh, Mitchell, Donovan Mitchell, does not like Utah or wants to leave for a bigger market, especially if they get knocked out in the first or second round. Me, myself, as everybody who listens to this knows, is always Mr. Utah as a first-round exit walking. And or if they sneak out of the first round, they are definitely a second-round exit walking. They recently lost Joe Ingles to a ACL, MCL, one of the CLs. Um, very, very bad there. I mean, what are the over-under chances that Donovan Mitchell leaves Utah in the offseason? Uh, I'd put it at like 5% right now. That's very low. Very yeah, well. I mean, I I'm, in the, I'm in the high 30s. I'm touching 40% right now. I'm 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 a high percentage three-point shooter that I could see him leaving. I'm trying to look at his contract. Or trying to leave. I don't know his contract off the top of my head. Yeah, I'm looking at his contract now to see how much leverage he even has. Uh yeah, he just signed. He's he's not a free agent until 2026. So oh, okay. yeah, I'm not I'm not really saying it. I mean he could I mean he can request a trade all he wants, and then they say no, then what? Like 
<laughs> He's getting set out like Ben Simmons. I mean, I, I, I don't. I guess. You know I guess. What I'm like, like Ben I Simmons know. is. I don't, I don't, it's the prototype. And his and he's on a great deal. It's five years, 163 million. He's only making around 30 to 35 million for the next four or five years. It's a great deal. There's no way Utah is a lot like absolutely not. I don't I just, I just, I just don't see it happening. I don't so one, I'm not even totally sure how much he really want like dislikes Utah to a point where he's gonna force his way out. Uh and two, like I said, Utah has no incentive to trade him. So I just don't see it. I can I don't know. I'm just you know, just reading I hear rumblings usually where there's smoke there's fire which is why i kind of can see it i could just look at it and i can kind of see it like number one he does not it's reported he does not you know like rudy gobert now they have a working relationship that's what they say um but i would be mad at the guy too that gave me the COVID disease before we knew like how deadly and we still don't really know how deadly it is but you know before COVID was like i feel like at the time that rudy you know did that thing either people thought it was real or people like really deadly or people thought like, oh, this is blow over. We don't know enough about it. You know, now I guess we kind of have some science about how it spreads or whatever, blah, blah, blah. Um, so I'd be mad at that guy too. We would, especially if they didn't have the tightest relationship to begin with. And, you know, I can see it. Uh, Connecticut kid, New York City kid wants to go to the Knicks. Not New York City, but kid, but like Connecticut, New York City area kid wants to go to the Knicks. Uh, you know, people don't like Utah usually. From what you know, young young twenty five year old black males. From from what I hear, you know, maybe he doesn't like skiing and the slopes. I mean, maybe it's too boring for him. I don't, I don't know. I could just see it. They also are always losing in the first round. It's probably hard to get people to come there um, to co star. My only caveat would be the Knicks are always not making the playoffs, and it's kind of easier to get people to come there until it's really not because who they have the, I mean, who they yeah, ever I mean, sign. Somebody's got somebody's got to come. I mean, to me, the Knicks are still a, like they're still a mess. That's like, what I'm saying. Like the Knicks, you can tell me that Utah, like Utah can just, you put your, if you don't, if you believe that you can't get somebody there and you don't believe in, in the front office that they can build a team that can actually win a championship, even though they've really built a team that, you know, considerably is really good. They play hard every night. They're just a walking second round exit because they don't have that other second all-star or whatever. I don't know why you would believe the Knicks could do that. It looks good on paper, but the Knicks don't have a second star they they never signed the first star and they're not even a walking first round exit half the time yeah that's that's another thing that's that's all part of it i don't there's not i don't see any alternatives that are significantly better than utah it's definitely a grass not greener on the other side situation i mean but like if you have an agent you know i mean steer you to the big markets like i can i definitely get all that and when people say stuff like I believe I could be a bigger star. I want a shoe contract. Like, this, when there's smoke, there's fire. And, like, I can definitely see some rumblings of that coming in. Because, like, who even roots for Donovan Mitchell and the Jazz? Like, nobody, like, I have no beef with Donovan Mitchell. I don't want to see the Jazz play. I just watch the Jazz. They're not even, you know, like Jordan Clarkson, form, former Laker, like, you know, they're cool. Like, individually, but, like, collectively, don't want to root for the Jazz. You know, like. Yeah, Jazz. Yeah, Jazz. Yeah, I don't know. Rudy Gobert. Has the has the biggest gripe, low key, of uh, not being an all star starter over Andrew Wiggins out of the guys left, and nobody cares because we're all like, we don't want to see Rudy Gobert, especially not next to Jokic in an all star game. Nobody wants to see good rotational defense, not even good rotational defense because you know Rudy Gobert like good shot blocker. I guess it's good rotational defense, whatever. But nobody wants to see that. You know what I'm saying? Unless you're sending stuff into the second row, right? <laughs> like nobody wants to see a solid box out. And a rebound, huh. and you like 
kind of okay off the pick and roll or whatever. Like, no, bro. Like, so I mean, I you know, fun little story. It, it'll be interesting to watch. Um, but I don't know. After hearing the contract situation, I don't know how much leverage, as you said, that he really has. And like, once again, I don't know why uh, uh, New York would be your choice. Like, if you told me Chicago or something, not saying that that makes any sense, or I've looked at the roster, I would see it. Like, okay, like, good team around, you know. For all the shortcomings, every couple of years, Chicago puts together a good team that makes the playoffs, the baby Bulls, the Derrick Rose Bulls, the Jimmy Butler Bulls, now the DeMar DeRozan, Zach Levine Bulls. The Knicks do not. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, I don't know. I feel like just in general, people always be, especially in media, just thirsty for a narrative and player movement and stuff like that so eh. um that is all that i have for the people today i don't know if you have any other pressing topics the lakers did win tonight so they look they look awful though no Lakers. hey no lebron i don't expect to look good when lebron's out on the court uh they didn't look good when he was on the court but touche I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll let him live for now uh lakers win Playing team Lakers. That's fine. Spurs lost to the Steph Curry list uh, Warriors, That's but it's not even it's not job. even a good flex for me to say that to you because you're rooting for your team to lose. So it exactly. doesn't even. Let's go. It doesn't great, even. Great game. I love to see a competitive game. Get the young guys some nice experience in the fourth and, and then lose. lose. That's a perfect game. <laughs> it's it's nasty out here. Hey, Dejounte Murray, All Star. Mm-hmm. Steve Kerr said he voted for him. Oh, you got the Steve Kerr stamp of approval. Hey, uh, uh, yeah, I mean. He's one of the two. He probably won't get it, but. I think he probably won't. I mean, he's in the Spurs. Spurs not good, but. Small I market. Who, I always appreciate guys who play both both sides of the court. Yeah, he's I mean. Good on offense, good on defense. Yeah, I'm not mad at it, but yeah, he's not, he's not getting that, bro. I, I'd be a little shocked. Although the assistant coaches do vote for him, so, you know. That's what I'm that's, saying. I feel like I feel like the reserve thing. It's not out of the question, and there's a lot of injuries. You know, it's not out of the question. It's a long shot, but not out of the question. I also do feel like one more person that I want to bring up for All Star. People tried to say that uh, Andrew Wiggins' stats were the same as Desmond Bain, and that's a very important distinction of the rules. That Desmond Bain is a guard, and Andrew Wiggins is a wing. So that is why <laughs> that did not happen. For all the people that listen to this and be like, what about Desmond Bain? How come Andrew Wiggins played over Gatto and over Desmond Bain? They have the same stats. Like, come on, bro. And then that's no disrespect to Desmond Bain. Uh, I think I said Bain, but I meant Bain. But uh, yes, no disrespect to him. But, you know, the rules are the rules. Um, Yeah. But hey, thank you for listening. Until next time, Ronnie, you got anything to plug? No, sir. Just happy to be back. All right. Well, we are out. Thank you, everybody, for listening. We'll be back in probably before the trade deadline, which is actually what the 10th, which is next Thursday or something like that, around that time or that weekend, after that weekend, after everything closes. Uh, and yeah. <laughs>